0: and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life.
1: We're continuing our series on faith and prayer. And two weeks ago, Austin left off talking about the word of God. And I picked up on that in particular last Wednesday and this evening. And you understand with all this ridiculous cancel culture stuff, They're just circling the wagons. They're going to go for the Bible. Because there's something in the Bible that will offend every sinner. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, you know, Paul talked about uh, drunkards and gluttons and oh my gosh, there's something in there to offend nearly everybody. (laughs) Amen. Amen? So that's where it's all headed. We gave you last time Matthew 15, 6, Jesus said in both Matthew 15, 6 and Mark 7, 13, you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. Jesus said in John 8, 37, I know you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are ready to kill me because you have no room for my word. Unfortunately, I think that could be said of a lot of Christians today. You have no room for my word. Jesus said, Mark 8, 38, if anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation. Imagine, Jesus called the culture 2,000 years ago adulterous and sinful. What in the world would they call 2021 America? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels so I want to talk about the word of God because now that I've been in the ministry 47 years and these decades have gone by I see that it's all about the Bible it's all about the Bible it's all about the Bible many 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 years ago Fred Price said that Satan got the Bible out of the so called high churches through intellectualism And he got the Bible out of the so-called low churches through emotionalism. And, uh, you know, I'm embarrassed, I'm ashamed uh, at what I see. I mean, people I thought were brothers, people I thought were in the same tribe I'm in. And it's just emotionalism. And it's it's basically idolatry and... uh, you understand, let me tell you a story. You understand, if if I know how to get healed and I don't share it, then I'm guilty. If I know how to get a need met financially or to get a job or get a better job and I don't share it, that makes me guilty. Now, here's where I get this from. Decades ago, missionary Bud Sickler was praying about how he needed more money for his mission, he uh, he started what they call upcountry Kenya. Uh, when he got there, nobody was wearing clothes. I mean, it was incredibly primitive. He didn't he and uh, Faye didn't fly to Africa. There was no intercontinental air service in those days. They and, and there was no cruise ships, so they took they they rented a berth in. Uh, when I say cargo ships, they weren't the modern ones with the containers, just old, old, old cargo ships. And that's how they got to Africa. They got there, and of course, then they go up country, and they, they start preaching Jesus. And of course, uh, back in those days, no internet, no email, no websites, and so raising money was harder. He was praying about needing more money. And the Lord spoke to him and said, don't ever pray about needing money again like this while you're robbing me, or excuse me, while you're robbing my people. And Bud protested and said, Lord, I'm not robbing these people. I've not taken a chicken or a goat from anybody. I'm not robbing these people. What are you talking about? And the Lord spoke to him and said, you're robbing my people because you're not teaching them my word on tithing. And Bud protested again and said, Lord, these these people don't have clothes. They don't have shoes. They don't have anything. How can I teach them on tithing? And the Lord spoke to him and said, that's it. That's it. You're just like all of my other servants. You're killing my people with human mercy. See, there's a difference between human mercy and the mercy of God. See, human mercy is, oh, I'm going to get all weepy and feel all sorry for you while you're all jacked up. The mercy of God is to bring you the word of God so you can change your own life for the better. Can you see that? And so it's so easy to get into human mercy. I mean, it's just really easy to, you know, but look, say it out loud. Me feeling sorry for people people has never never helped anybody. It's never helped anybody. And so... When they, when they, And people, I thought I was in the same tribe with them. I thought that they believed like me. I thought I believed like them. But I'm, I'm embarrassed at what's going on in a lot of these uh, circles. And they're not dummies. I mean, I know some of these people. They know how to believe God. They know how to believe for healing. They, they know how to exercise faith. But that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about all this stuff. that doesn't have any spiritual benefit. Do you understand? We're, not, we're in the ministry. We're not supposed to be political operatives. You know, we're in the ministry. We're not supposed to be huckstering pillows. We're in the ministry. Do you understand? I mean, hand me your Bible. Show me where any prophet of God was huckstering products for anybody. Amen. and it's just sad I mean it's sad a famous famous minister that we met he befriended us he ran for congress out in west Texas didn't get in then he moved to Dallas area ran for congress didn't get in and my home pastor from Detroit, his wife asked us, why would he do that? Because she knew we knew him. Why would he do that? Why would he want to step down like that? Why would he want to take a step down like that? She said, anybody, anybody can go do that. But she said, how many people can lay their hands on the sick and see, see him healed? You see what I'm saying? A- anybody can go sell their soul. So, when, see, what, what do I mean by high churches? Presbyterian churches, Episcopalian churches, high churches, you know, uh, fancy churches. Uh, people, most of y'all, probably wouldn't be welcomed into.
0: <laughs>
1: when they're open, because they ain't open, they're, they're all afraid. <laughs> what does he mean, high church? Everybody who's a scaredy cat. Um, But they they got too smart for the Bible. They think they're too smart for the Bible. But then the low churches, what are the low churches? Well, uh, Baptist, Methodist, anything full gospel. Uh, Satan got the word out of them, a lot of them. And actually now even Southern Baptist churches through emotionalism. And, And a lot of the emotionalism is the human mercy aspect. But I'm coming to the conclusion now that all these decades have gone by, and I've been doing this 47 years, that it's totally, absolutely, completely about the Bible. Tell your neighbor, it is totally, totally, absolutely, absolutely, completely 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 about about the Bible. That's it. That's it. And it's all we have. Yeah, but pastor, I got the Holy Spirit. If it weren't for the Bible, you wouldn't know about the Holy Spirit you see what I'm saying? If it weren't for the Bible, you wouldn't know about success. If it weren't for the Bible, you wouldn't know about healing. If it weren't for the Bible, you wouldn't know about prosperity. If it weren't for the Bible, you wouldn't know about salvation. It's all about the Bible. So that's what the agenda is. The agenda is anti-Bible. And so when, when you bring a visitor, I mean nobody complains about the parking lot, do they? Nobody complains about the, the facilities, do they? No, no. no. If anybody ever has a complaint, sometimes on a rare oca- occasion, once a year, somebody might complain about it being loud. But then they'll go right over to a... And did you notice how the, the epidemic ended so the Rangers can play baseball? <laughs> Is this one smart virus or what? <laughs> um, but they'll go over there, scream their head off. Do you understand? Yeah, right. And forget about that being noisy. You haven't been, if you think, you don't even know what noise is until you go to a hockey game. <laughs> Alright, people are defeated because they do not take God at his word. Say it out loud. People are defeated, people are defeated. Because, they because they do not take God at his word. At his word. Let's go to John 8.31. John 8.31 to the Jews and so he's talking to the people of God, to the Jews who had believed him. And these, these are not the, the Jesus deniers to the Jews who had believed him. Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Now, why would Jesus talk about you are really my disciples unless it were possible to be a fake disciple? Amen. Talk to me. Why would Jesus talk about if you are really my disciples, if it were not possible to be a fake disciple? If you hold to my teaching. So what makes a real disciple distinguishable from a a not real disciple? Talk to me. What distinguishes being a real disciple from being a not real disciple? Holding to the word. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I mean, we've all heard great sermons on ye shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And there's music in that and we've all heard great sermons on that but out of context it's not what he said at all you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free all right what about the previous verse the previous verse is holding to his teaching so how do you know the truth by holding to it and look I know we have a great crowd here tonight you're wonderful people you're here on a Wednesday night you're not like that bunch on Sunday. <laughs> You're here on a Wednesday night. But I could I could start down the list and I could name something that would offend everybody. Any everybody. And you know, even here at Faith Christian Center, there's there's stuff we just avoid. How long have you guys been coming? Thirty three years. Thirty three years. Have you ever heard me do a sermon on gluttony? <laughs> not one. You see? Tell your neighbor, pastor's a smart guy. (laughs) But there's something in there that's going to just rattle everybody's cage. I mean, and and it may not be something you hear every Sunday, but there's stuff in there that's going to convict us. And you know why? You know why? Because it's God's word. And God is holy. And God is perfect you understand? Now, how many of you want your children to have all kinds of failings in life? Nobody. So you moms and dads, you find ways to egg them on. Am I right? They bring home a bee. You don't beat them up. You don't don't whip them with a razor strap. But you know, the way we would do it is we would ask them, did you put your very best effort into this? Is that the best you can do? And they would inevitably say, well, no. And then we would say, look, we don't expect you to be perfect, but we, we would like for you to put your best effort into it. Amen. You understand? That's a mom and a dad. That's a parent. And that's God. He's the ultimate parent. And he just, he, it's not that he wants us to improve his lot. He wants us to have great lives. That's what the word of God is about. Just today, I didn't bring the reference and it was a different Bible, so I can't even see where I marked it. But just today, I read in Isaiah, the Lord said, if you had only paid attention to my commands, because they were messed up, they were were headed into captivity, they were being besieged by foreign armies, all this bad stuff happening. And the Lord said, if only you had listened to my commands. So... Holding to his teaching is not for his good. Holding for his teaching is for our good. Being a doer of the word of God is not for his good. Being a doer of the word of God is for our good. Can you see that? Amen. And since I'm on it, let's go ahead and deal with it. Gluttony. 90% 90% of all the COVID deaths have, ha- have occurred in countries where people in general are overweight and in the United States of America, 75%. And, and that's a huge number when you consider how many senior citizens this has taken out. So let's go ahead and use the unmentionable example. If we had followed the word of God on this right here, would it or would it not have been to every believer's benefit in 2020 and 2021? Absolutely. Can you see it? Now, does any of that help God? No. Does it diminish God? No. So whose benefit are those verses in the Bible for? They're for ours. How many of you can see it? Lift a hand up. You can can see it. So, now that doesn't mean that, you know, we need to get all bummed out, you know. No, just start taking action. Just take action, take action. Just start taking action. Amen. Amen? And I'm working on it myself. I just told Austin and Sue, back behind the stage, I said, if I had known this would take four .8 months, I probably wouldn't have started because I figured I could do it in three weeks. It's my nature. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, by God, let's do it. Three weeks. I can get this knocked out. It's four and a half months. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't put it on in three weeks. So why would I think I'd get it off in three weeks? See, you didn't go broke in three months, so why, why would you think you can save up $100,000 in three months? You, you didn't rack up all that debt in three months, so why would you think you can get it paid off in three months? It's going to take a little elbow grease. It's going to take a little effort. Amen. Now if it's a demon, we'll just cast it out and be done with it. But I've never met I mean, that'd be great. That'd be great if we could cast the devil out and be at our right way tomorrow. I mean, actually, I could build one of these fake Pentecostal ministries on that right there and probably get invited on these Christian networks to hawk it, have a little gold dust to sprinkle around. I'd be in business. I could be a success. If you hold to my teaching, say it out loud, hold to, the teaching of Jesus. hold to the teaching of Jesus. You are really my disciples, then you'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free. So it's not the truth that you know, it's the truth that you hold to. It's not the truth that you know, it's the truth that you implement and put into practice. Amen. Example that I've given a thousand times. I can know about diet. I can know about exercise, but the knowledge does me no good whatsoever. I've got to put the knowledge into action. Same thing with saving money. Same thing with saving money. I can know that saving money is a good thing, but until I put action to the knowledge, nothing changes in my life. Verse 33, they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied I have to tell you the truth everyone who is everyone who sins is a slave to sin now a slave has no permanent place in the family but a son belongs to it forever so if the son sets you free you will be free indeed say it out loud the truth that sets me free free is the truth that I hear the truth that I I apply apply, and the truth that I put into practice practice in my life and I'm saying people are defeated because they do not take God at his word people are also defeated because they do not apply God's word to their lives people are defeated because they do not apply God's word to their lives you know it's a funny thing about us as human beings why is it easier to apply the word of God to the next guy's life than to apply the word of God to our life in fact the book of Romans talks about this that Uh, you who accuse others do the same thing Jesus talked about this before you try and get the speck out of your brother's eye get the beam out of your own eye or get the two by four out of your own eye it's a it's a lot easier to apply the word of God to the next guy's life than to apply the word of God to my life right John 8 verse 37 I know you are Abraham's descendants yet you are ready to kill me because you have no room for my word these are the people of God and yet Jesus says you have no room for my word I could take that sermon from Sunday 9 o'clock and there are churches in America and I could empty them just too much word just too much just too much just too much just too much see they have no room for the word of God And actually churches, actually churches invented cancel culture. Well, I'm not going back there. I've never heard such a thing in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) So the world's just imitating what people have been doing in churches forever. And people get so offended at us. Now, everybody here who has visited somewhere, you know what I'm telling you is true you go visit other churches and they'll spend 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45 minutes on an offering. You know what I'm telling you is true. We stand up and do one in five minutes and boom, here comes $125,000. Nope, no, nobody's offended at, at a 30 minute offering somewhere, 35, 40, 45 minute offering. Who will give a nickel? Who will give a dime? Who will give a chicken? But because, because you know prosperity showed up that, that offends people but we'll do a five minute offering it's, it's, not, it's not the length of the offering that offends people it's, it's the evidence it's the evidence <laughs> I am telling you verse 38 I am telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence, and you do what you have heard from your father. Now, when the Lord Jesus Christ starts comparing his father to your father, you're in a bad way. (laughs) Abraham is our father, they answered. If you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do the things Abraham did. And there it is. There it is. If you were Abraham's children, then you would do the things that Abraham, what? did so is faith about some kind of genetic connection no is faith cultural being a part of some tribe faith is about what it's about doing faith is about action he says if you were Abraham's children then you would do the things Abraham did as it is you are determined to kill me a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God, Abraham did not do such things you are doing the things your own father does so again he's talking about action he's talking about doing and again he's comparing his father to theirs which puts the hearers really on a wrong footing we are not illegitimate children they protested, the only father we have is God himself, but that could be, any human being could say that because everybody here I don't care what color you are or what gender you are, or what gender you think you are. (laughs) Everyone in this room is a descendant of Adam and Eve. And that's why external stuff like color is so superfluous, because our ancestry is all common. We all have the same beginnings. That's why the book of Genesis is called Genesis, because the word Genesis means beginnings. We all came from the same stock. So, all of us, anybody in the world could say that their father is God, and they would be accurate, because God created Adam. But it's not about a natural descent. It's not even about a spiritual descent. I mean, except for my two, how many children of preacher's kids do you know that live exemplary lives? It's not, a, it's not about natural descent, and it's not even about spiritual descent. Everybody has to live for God on their own. They've got to live for God of their own free will. They've got to live for God by their own volition. It's a decision we all make individually, person by person. The only father we have is God himself. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and now I'm here. I have not come on my own, but he sent me, verse 43, why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. Now when we go over to Paul, Paul explains this and talks about how that the natural man receiveth not. It's it's an active rejection of the word of God. We go to the Psalms and we find out that everyone who loves the word is not offended. Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Great peace have they which love thy word and nothing shall offend them. Great peace have they which love thy Bible, and nothing shall offend them. Again, I know it was radical of what I said, but the church of the Lord Jesus Christ invented cancel culture. I don't want to hear that. You know, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that, I'd have a lot of nickels. I don't want to hear that. I think the greatest days ever. (laughs) I mean, if I could only go back in time, I'd love it to go back in time and sit once again and to hear David Wilkerson thunder the word of God from the pulpit and feel like a hurricane was blowing me back into my chair and my hair was on fire and... Sorrow and remorse was overwhelming me and and once again, I made up my mind to give it all to God and live for him wholeheartedly. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. The greatest preaching is the preaching that puts us back. And makes us want to once again commit all and live for God wholeheartedly. See? Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Amen. Amen. If you're watching online and you're going to a church and you never get convicted there, you need to leave because the pastor's not saved. Because if the pastor's saved, you're going to get convicted from time to time. Amen. Amen? And you know what conviction is? You know what conviction is? Conviction is not condemnation. Conviction is the Holy Spirit of God doing to you what I described earlier, what a mom and a dad does to a youngster. The Conviction is the Holy Spirit of God egging you on to correct your behavior and do what's right so you can have a better life. Amen. You correcting your behavior doesn't help God have a better life. You correcting your behavior helps you have a better life. Can you see it? So even the conviction is, what is, what is conviction? Talk to me, really, what is conviction? It's love. When you feel conviction, that is evidence of the love of God because if he didn't love you, he wouldn't convict you. He just lets you screw up and, you know, go on down the road and mess everything up. But he loves us. So he comes along and he convicts us. Amen. And I love it because whenever he brings something to my attention and I rectify it, and I fix it, I take action on it. To me, it's like there's been debris in my way. It's like there's uh, potholes in the road. It's like there's trash and junk on, on the road. And when I, when I heed the convicting of the Holy Spirit, and I make an adjustment in my heart, and I make an adjustment in my life, and maybe when I ask somebody's forgiveness, he, may, he, he turns this old, junky, uh, pothole-strewn road into an expressway, and I can move faster. I can get down the road faster. I can make greater, faster, forward progress. It's the junk in our own hearts that slows us down. It's the junk we have going on in our own lives that hinders us. He says, you're unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil. Now he's calling the children of Abraham, children of the devil. So it's not about natural descent, This was 30 years ago or so. Everything's changed. But I remember, and Sue was not with me. I'm not sure why I would have been around that man without you. But in that day, he was probably the number one realtor in the city of Arlington. He was one of the wealthiest men in the city of Arlington. And for some reason, I was somewhere and met him. I can't imagine seeing a house without you. But anyway, I remember telling him, I said, you know what? I said, you would make a great Christian. Well, man, he got offended, you know, (laughs) because his whatever great, great, great uncles, brothers, nephews, whatever was Charles Haddon Spurgeon. What do you mean I'd make a great Christian? Well, once, I, once he calmed down, he said, well, why would you say that? I said, because, I said, you, you don't do anything half-hearted. I said, everything you do, you do with all of your heart, your strength, and your soul, and your mind. But I couldn't get him there. I couldn't close him. So you can't count on, well, my, my, I've got a guy comes to work at the house and whenever I, he, he's, he's not somebody that would get offended at me. So I feel a little more freedom with him and uh, you know, cause some of them you have to be really cautious around, but this guy, I'll, i bring up the Lord, you know, and, and he, now he broaches it with me. Last time he was at the house, he said, what are you going to be preaching on Sunday and so it was great, you know, I just give him a little sermonette. But he's always talking to me about his mother. About how his mother prays, about how his mother... Re- that, man, that's not going to cover you. That's right. Amen. That, that's, that won't get it. See, and we see it right here because he says to the children of Abraham, you belong to your father, the devil. So a relationship with God does not come through natural descent Amen. you belong to your father the devil and you want to carry out your father's desire he was a murderer from the beginning not holding to the truth for there is no truth in him when he lies he speaks his native language it sounds like he's talking about politicians <laughs> when he lies he speaks his native language for he is a liar and the father of lies yet because I tell you the truth you do not believe me I mean, if this is not 2021, a man sat right here Saturday, and he reads. He doesn't go by feelings. He doesn't go by social media. He reads, and he sat right here Saturday, and he told us that early on he read That if you were under the age of 75, you only had a one in 10,000 chance of dying from COVID. And he said that's in the ballpark of seasonal flu. And he said from that moment forward, he and his wife just blew it off and acted like it was any other year. But see, what was he dealing with? What did he make his decision based on? Talk to me. What did he make his decision based on? Facts. But people don't operate by facts. They operate by feelings, and they operate by fear. And now that they have done what they've done to us, they, they know in Washington and every state capital, all they got to do is rattle the cage and make people afraid, and they can do whatever they want to do because people don't go by facts. Amen. Do you know how the colonialists do you know how the first colonialist handled the most deadly pandemic that's ever hit this continent? People don't read. This this is child's play. The most deadly pandemic to ever hit this continent was smallpox. Killed 30% of the population. Do you know how the colonialists handled it? They took blankets and they used blankets in the sick tents. And then they put the blankets from the sick tents in the wagons. And then they went up and down the road and passed out the infected blankets to the population. So they could self-infect And they could build natural human immunity. Well, somebody might have died. I got news for you ain't nobody getting out alive. Tell your neighbor, ain't nobody getting out alive. See, you came down here to hear a positive word. There it is. Tell the neighbor on the other side, ain't nobody getting out alive. So they were obviously some tougher hombres than what we have in 2020 and 2021. But you know what that is really? They were trusting the immune system God gave them rather than trusting government to protect them. It's amazing, isn't it? I I don't even know how... How did man survive 6,000 years without Fauci? (laughs) It's a miracle. So what I learned from Fred Price is true. A man is what he does. You are known by men, and you are known by God by what you do, not by what you believe. Say it out loud. The truth that sets me free free is is the truth that I hear, the truth that I apply, And the truth that I put into practice in my life. Say it out loud again. The truth that sets me free is the truth that I hear, the truth that I apply, and the truth that I put into practice in my life. Amen. And I'm having such a good time. I could stand here and teach for another hour or two, but I am out of time. So God bless you. I love you. It's all about the Bible. Did I say that? It's all about the Word of God. Amen. And this right here is the truth, and it will set you free.
0: Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. 3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com Remember to put God first in every area of your life because He loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget we walk by faith, not by sight.